guys, welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. I'm your co-host, Dana, aka it's Dana B. And I'm Michelle, I'm Modernly Michelle. And we are excited for another episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm really excited about our December episodes because it's the last month of 2020. And even Gasp. though it hasn't been, right. <laughs> <laughs> And even though it hasn't been a full year of Rants and Revelations, it's like, wow, we made this to the end of the year. I know. I know. Wow. That's crazy. I know. I know. But we will reflect uh, in another one of our episodes. Today, we're going to hop right into our topic about is settling for good enough good enough? Mm, tell the people more. So basically what we want to discuss is how do we know when we're settling in life? And if we are settling, what can we do to make sure that we get the most out of life? And this all spurred from watching Girlfriends. I've been binging. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was waiting for you to like insert like singing the like, oh. not the whole thing, but just like, <laughs> my. I know that's your MO. Yes, I was. I was going to do it, but you know, revving up. Michelle beat me to it this time. <laughs> uh, but anywho, I love girlfriends and find it so relatable. Uh, but this topic actually came from season four, episode one. Episode one. And it was just a great conversation that we want to have with each other and with you guys. So before we get to that, the first thing I wanted to do was play a little game where Michelle and I share which girlfriend's character do we think the other one is most like, most relatable to. Mm -hmm. I will be completely honest and say, I actually don't think you're like any of them. I know. <laughs> However, if I was back to a wall and there was a gun held to my head and I had to pick one. <laughs> Let me hear I what would, you're going to say. Mm -hmm. I would say Joan. Okay. All right. So tell me a little yeah. bit more. So I would say Joan because I feel like she is a great friend, but she's also very driven. Um, she is very organized and she's the one that has it together. And you might be like, girl, I don't have it together. It's a front, but to the outside world, it looks like you have all your ducks in a row. Like, you know, so I feel like if anything Joan is probably the one you can most relate to but you don't have her neurotic behavior and you're clearly not concerned about getting married or feel like your eggs are going to become dust because mm -hmm. you're married with a child right, so you right. don't you don't experience those things but I feel like in her everyday life like if she sets a goal she's going to accomplish it she's a really good friend and again very driven very organized and that's so funny that you say that because when I had to think about it, I thought the same thing. I was like, what? Like, I don't feel like Tony, absolutely not. Yeah. Lynn, girl, no. And I'm speaking on the behalf of you now, not myself, for you. Oh. Lynn, absolutely not. <laughs> She's free. <laughs> Lynn free. is a free bird. Free. And while I do feel like you do have like spurts of freedom in terms of like, but it's still organized freedom. Mm -hmm. It's still like, yeah, you may say, you know what? yeah, my plans may have been to do this, but instead, I think I want to do this instead. Mm -hmm. Kind of Lynn's kind of like more so just kind of like go with, go the, with flow, the flow, bring it out. But then you're still organized. You would still find a way to plan out right. your freedom. 
<laughs> um, Maya, no, I mean, Maya has a little bit of sass, and you're a little sassy. Mm-hmm, so I can see a little mm-hmm. sass, but I would say if I, same thing, had a gun to my head, <laughs> in a corner, had to make a decision, I would say Joan as well. Okay, 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 Joan, Joan, don't kill me. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> okay, so you're trying to kill people here, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay now why though oh because you said i'm structured structured for the same reasons and not Mm -hmm. even necessarily for like because i feel like joan was like low-key obsessed not even Mm low-key obsessed with like i'm 30 like i you know oh my gosh getting married this this and that like she based everything around that yes it's a bit much and you're not like that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah, everything else, like in terms of like being that friend that has everything together, being a solid friend too, because Joan is a solid friend. Yes, she is. She knows how to be a good friend. Yes. And even when like things happen, like for example, there was one episode where like Maya ended up throwing her under the bus with like the watch that she got from, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Joan still looked out. You're right. At the end. And you know me. Yeah. I'm a solid friend, but I would have snitched. Especially to your husband, I was like, Brandon, bruh, let me tell you straight up. I'd had no part of this. This is what happened. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'm a snitch. It is what it is. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's take that point back. But yeah, so I feel like, <laughs> you're, yeah, Joan to an extent. Both of us. That's so funny. And it makes yeah. sense because we, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it works. So now that we've said what we think who we think the other person can most relate to. I think it'll be fun to choose for ourselves. And it's so funny that like you were like, Tony, no, Lynn, no. Maya, hmm. Cause honestly, Maya was my girl up until she, spoiler alert guys, up until she cheated on Darnell. Mm-hmm. She was my girl. I love her sass. Most yeah. of the times, even though I was like, this is definitely like early 2000s, I could tell. She had yeah. some cute looks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was funny, and she just yeah. felt, like, very down-to-earth. And I feel like yeah. I'm very down-to-earth. A little bougie, but I'm, a, I'm very down-to-earth. Yes, very, like, homegirl. Yeah, like, hey, girl, you know what I mean? So I yeah. love that about Maya, and I always felt like I was Maya, like I could relate to her. And I felt like she was a writer, too. So even though I did say I would snitch when it comes to cheating on your significant other, other stuff, I'm like, nah, got your back. We, <laughs> this is not about to happen. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about you? Who do you think you most relate to? I probably would still have to say Joan because I feel of course. like... <laughs> True. True to the core. Yeah, because, like, I am not bougie like Tony. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, come on, like, chill out. I would like to take a quick moment here and say I don't even think... Tony is bougie and maybe this is because I just watched a recent episode where I think Lynn said it and I was like oh snap that's what it is it's Wait, less of performing? her I think she's insecure insecure okay yeah because just because you like throw money around crazy that doesn't make you bougie you know she's so insecure at the fact that she grew up poor and she doesn't ever want to return to that she uses all these flashy things to cover her insecurities like you can be bougie and still be a real person and not be obsessed with money and like everything doesn't have to have like some kind of value to it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, Tony takes it to the extreme. So for her, it's not even bougie. It's like, you got money, don't know how to act. So now you just spend it 
frivolously. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I can see why you would say that. I would have a little bit of pushback. No, you will. Okay, never mind. You said she is bougie, but to the extreme, but a mm-hmm. different type of bougie because hers like borderline like obsessive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause she definitely has those tendencies where she feels like she's too good to do certain things like right. wrapping Christmas gifts and very like backhand her, <laughs> like get out of here, bruh. Very like my nails are done. I'm not going to touch anything because I'm trying to preserve these for like the next three months. I don't know. Like very, <laughs> very dramatic very extra yeah um, yeah and it's so, so interesting how now that i think about it and i don't want to go on for too long because we have to actually get into the episode uh-huh now that i think about it i think it was so cool how um mara brock kill and the writers made them literally all different people like yeah compl- like, well all different people michelle obviously polar opposites i should say yeah, i know what you mean mm-hmm. lynn hella bummy <laughs> right but like great person great friend yeah let me not say bummy she's a free spirit i know i was gonna say very like free bird bummy is tough but that's because i like lynn i feel like she's on 10 but i like yeah she was a friend of mine i would have her back for sure like yeah better leave her alone she's figuring it out yeah she's very true to herself though like you can tell like being around other people like she still is herself yeah she does not no shame like (laughs) i ain't got no money i ain't got no job like i got a job now like me and my um boyfriend staying in the garage, like very like I don't care, I yeah. don't care. Mm-hmm. And I like you know that. Joan has it together, but doesn't have it together in the area mm-hmm. she would want to. Tony mm-hmm. is you know extra bougie whatever, and then Maya's the homegirl. But they all yeah. like still it's they did a great job intertwining yeah. those characters. Yeah, they did. So anywho, so before we get into it. Uh, let me go ahead and give the people a little bit of a recap of the episode because we are using the episode as a reference to our conversation, right? So yes. spoiler alert, it's going to be very brief. I'm not going to go ham, but just to give you guys some insight on season four, episode one that we're going to be talking about. Joan is in a relationship. She's always in and out, y'all. Y'all know that if y'all watch the show. <laughs> this, at this point, she's with Ellis, okay? And he's like an actor or whatever, wanting to be an actor, blah, blah, blah. Basically, she's in a relationship with him. They're content with each other. They're pretty much content with what's going on. Um, there was a little bit of a riff, but anyway, they're good now. And basically, Joan ends up having a love connection with a random guy, right? Mm-hmm. Very cute, very mm-hmm. TV, mm-hmm. you feel me? Mm-hmm. So she has a little connection. They don't get like each other's information or anything like that. They just kind of like have a cute little connection with each other. Come to find out, the guy she had a connection with is... Ellis's agent. Yep. So boom. Yeah. Ellis knows. Yes. <laughs> Plot twist. Ellis knows the both of them, obviously, and he ends up getting a um, opportunity to speak with someone. He has yeah. Yeah. He ends up getting an opportunity to speak with someone so he can potentially get a new role, and that leaves Joan and the agent with an opportunity for them two to hang out with each other right because they end up going to a play together they didn't even make it to the play they did not be they didn't even make it to the play child boo so anyway (laughs) joan and the guy end up going back to his place yep and i it was i was like what anyway he ends up telling joan that he's like falling in love with her and joan says she loves him too very tv very love connection very like 
Love at first sight. Love at first sight. Yes. Very much so. Anyway, they were going to cheat or Joan was going to cheat. Right. And then Brock um, was the the agent. Yeah. Oh, Brock. Right. That's his name. Mm -hmm. He was like, okay, you know what? No, we have to tell Ellis. We're not about this life. Joan goes to tell Ellis. Ellis tells Joan that he loves her. She says she loves him too. Love triangle. (laughs) Yes. So that's basically a recap of the episode. So Mm. it's essentially, and Brock mentions this as well briefly. I don't know the exact line, but he mentions about settling for good enough. He mentions that. That episode was crazy, but it was also really, really good. And I think what stood out to me most, so in this entire season, spoiler alert, Maya is divorced, right? So she has all this free time to read books and a lot of self-help books. And in a in Joan's office, she pulls out a book that she's reading. And it's a real book. It's called Enchanted Love by Marianne Williamson. And when Joan explains to Maya the love triangle and the situation she's in, Maya quotes from the book, many have said no. No, I do not choose the path of wild and radical and authentic love, even though I know I'm dying without it. Think I'll just settle for good enough. And when she read that, I was like, mind blown. Right, right. And it just really stood out to me because it doesn't just have to be romantic love, but I'm like, in what areas in my life am I just settling? Am I not going after that radical and authentic love? And I'm like, eh, this is good enough. Y'all, Dana trying to get hella deep. (laughs) Hella deep. I'm so here for it. Girl, this is about to be a great conversation. Wow. No, for real. For real. Like romantic love aside, like just everything. Mm-hmm. right just because mm-hmm. it's just so settling for good enough is so comfortable yes and i yes. feel like when you're someone who just really enjoys needs and seeks stability you can get trapped in that yeah and not want to come out of it because you don't want to step into something that may take you out of your stability right oh so um, good come on child that's a word that is a word Yeah, I kind of think of it like right now it's super cold, right? I think the weather today was 35 degrees. In the house, it's very, very warm. But when it's time for me to get up and work out, it's a struggle because I'm leaving my bed. I'm leaving my comfort zone under the sheets. You know, I got like all the fluffy stuff, the fluffy socks. But it's like, no, I need to push myself out into the cold out of my comfort zone so I could get the results that I want by working out and being consistent with it. Yes. And you know what's crazy? Mm -hmm. As you're working out, you get warm. Oh my God. (laughs) Whoa. No. (laughs) Mind blown. Exactly. We're so afraid of what is on the other side of choosing that radical love that we don't even care to discover it. Not realizing when you're in that radical and authentic love, everything that you need, it's provided, it's supplied for you. Like there's no lack there. Right. So yeah, guys. So that's all we'll be talking about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And we really want to discuss what does it mean to not settle for good enough in three main areas. Of course, relationships, romantic and otherwise, 
when it comes to choosing yourself and pursuing your dreams, your purpose, your passion slash career? So let's first start off with romantic love. Talk about it, sis. You done married one, sis. Teach us something. <laughs> I mean, okay. Not settling for good enough. You know what's so crazy? I just have to go back to the episode because mm-hmm. Joan, like we both mentioned with ourselves when we compared ourselves to Joan, she's very stable. She has every, like pretty much everything together. And she doesn't really go out of her comfort zone too much. Yeah. Uh, only if it's like something to where maybe she seemed a little embarrassed or she does like have spurts of that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it becomes very like dire for her to do it. So it was so interesting for her to like gather herself up to go and tell Ellis that she didn't want to be with him anymore. And when I think about it, I'm just like, wow, like when it comes to romantic love, like settling for good enough, like you, especially if you're married to that person yeah, and you don't like really see divorce as an option and things like that, like you're in it. So if you're not like, like really, really, really content, Girl, you're taking L's. Major L's. And there are so many areas, I feel like, with romantic love. And it's all relative, right? In terms of settling. But, oh my gosh, happiness in a relationship. Like, there's so many just different things. I I don't even know how to approach it. (laughs) Yeah. So, this is my take as a single woman in America. Okay. (laughs) When it comes to romantic love, I think one way to know that you're settling is when the other person is not encouraging you to do better, when they're okay with you in your comfort zone. The person that you're with, not saying they should remember every word that you said, but I do think they should remember what your goals are, what your aspirations are, and they should find some ways to encourage you like, hey, you said you were going to do ABC, when are you going to start going after that? You said next year, it's next year. When are you, so they should push you to do better. better. If they're okay with you being in your comfort zone, they're okay with you settling. I don't think that's an example of choosing that radical and authentic love that Marion Williamson mentioned in her book. Okay. Agreed. A hundred percent. And it's so interesting because this question could be answered differently by so many different people just because Mm -hmm. it's so relative right Mm -hmm. so I think that's I and I agree with you a hundred percent so now that I know the angle okay one thing that I think of when it comes to a way that you know you're settling is if you are in that relationship for the sake of wanting to be in that relationship or wanting to fulfill something that's a checkbox or something that you just wanted to complete or pressure yeah so you're just living in that space just for the sake of, okay, so now I have someone to bring home to my parents. Mm-hmm. Now I have someone to bring home to the holidays, but that person is not really like fulfilling you. They're not yep. giving you anything. They're not, they don't really have all of the qualities that you want mm-hmm. or would like in a spouse, but you're just kind of existing in it for the sake of just being there. Wow. Can you imagine a life of just existing? Like how many of us Are we doing that consciously or unconsciously? The unconscious part is scary. That is. Not knowing that you are just in it. And then it hits you, let's say like 10 years down the line, you're like, oh crap. And I feel like that happens to so many people. Yeah. I feel like it's very common. 
Yeah. I feel like that's what happens in some of those relationships where the people were together for like 40 years and they're randomly divorced. What mm-hmm. the heck? Right. Y'all done made 10 kids, <laughs> had three houses, and now you're like, you know what? I'm good. This ain't it. That's right. scary. Oh my gosh. So I actually want to anchor this a little bit. To recap, we said, you know that you are settling in your relationship if your partner is not encouraging you to do better. And if you're just with that person so you can say you're in a relationship, so you could check off some imaginary checkbox. But I want to anchor this because I think society, media, Hollywood has made it seem that radical and authentic love looks like butterflies and kissing in the rain and being swept off your feet. And I think that at least 50% of all relationships, lasting and healthy relationships is forgiveness. Ooh, I told you this episode was going to be deep, y'all. I told you. <laughs> Go ahead. Trying to be deep. I wasn't even trying to be deep, but I think like, because I'm thinking if I'm listening to this episode and I'm with someone and I know like he, you know, I mean, I'm imagining I'm a listener. I'm with this guy who gets on my nerves. Every time I look at him, I give him a stink eye. I'm looking, looking at him out of the side of my eye. But I know that, like, he's a good guy. He's encouraging. He has his ambitions and his goals. Like, for the most part, we get along. It's just that he made me mad yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, true, authentic, and radical love is forgiveness, right? Not to sit there with someone who's abusive, someone who it doesn't bring out the best in you, right? Like if you're with someone who when you're with them, you're a drinker, you're doing all kinds of things that you don't feel is true to yourself, that's a sign you need to leave. But if you're with someone who you are happy with them, you do enjoy their company, you do share, you know, goals, and you're attracted to them, you have good conversation with them, you need to be able to forgive. Big things too, big things, like things where people on Twitter would be like, girl, couldn't be me. I would have been left, but they're single. (laughs) They're Mm -hmm. always retweeting cute hotel pics when you know how um, nowadays it's really big for someone in the relationship to rent out a hotel room, have the rose petals, and then have all these expensive bags on the bed. Yep. They'd be quick to retweet that. Talking about when, Lord, when, God, it's me. But you you don't want to forgive. The minute somebody messed up, you're like, "Mm, couldn't it be me? He needs to go. Mm -hmm. Like, no, authentic love, radical love, it takes work. It takes being consistent. It takes compassion. It takes, you know, getting over your pride and your ego and like, okay, they messed up in a big way. Maybe they crossed a boundary that I did communicate, but if they're worth it, I'm willing to communicate and try this again. And for some people, they just have longevity. They can try again and again and again. Other people, they're going to give you one shot, two shots, but at least you owe it to yourself to try. We're not saying you're settling because someone makes one mistake. It's when you see consistent patterns that takes you out of character. Then you need to reevaluate, am I settling or am I being quick to try and go find something else that's probably going to bring me right back to the same place that I feel I'm in right now. Does that make sense? When I tell you that makes the most sense. Oh, great. Okay. That, (laughs) whoa. Where is the offering? Because when I tell you, you just gave a word, girl. Oh, God, I'm glad it makes sense. That was so wise and coming, and me being someone who's been in a relationship for what feels Forever. like 50 years. Yeah. Forever. 
<laughs> what feels like 50 years? Single? What is that? Never heard of it. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, that is just absolutely so true. Mm-hmm. So true. And I feel like if you have that radical love, you will know. You will yeah. know if that person is worth the fight. You will know yeah. if whether something small or big, it's worth going through it and getting to the end with that person. Because I feel like sometimes some people try to trick themselves or force themselves into thinking that that person may be that radical love and mm-hmm. it may not be. Mm-hmm. But when you know, you will know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, and that's the part that's not easy, right? Because imagine right. you're in no. a radical love relationship and then that person hurts you. So it's yeah. like, okay, like, is this really what I thought it was? But for you to be able to fight through, get through it and see the end, I feel like that alone shows and proves how radical it is. Right. And how how radical love could be. So I agree with you. I so agree because I feel like most people believe that relationships, especially when they say like, oh my gosh, relationship goals, X, Y, and Z, just Mm -hmm. because the the couple has a cute picture on Instagram. You don't know all the of the turmoil yep. that happened before, like, you know, behind that picture. Yep. They could have literally cursed each other out <laughs> and, and then, then said, like, right, made up real quick and took a picture. Like, you just don't know. And I feel yeah. like that's one misconception is that a relationship will and should always be this happy place. Yeah. Extremely, like, euphoric place. And that's not always going to be the case. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And what came to mind as you were speaking is, I feel like a lot of us have taken in the idea that the opposite of love is war, but the opposite of love is hatred, right? So sometimes you do have to go to war for the person that you love. Sometimes you do have to fight and push through. That doesn't mean this isn't the one for you. If anything, it might show you, like you said, this is the one for you because you're willing to do the hard work. If at at any time something kind of blows up, you're like, nope, I'm out, I'm done. Then maybe either you're not a fighter, you don't know what it means and you don't have an example of what love looks like or this person isn't for you. Yep. So you need to ask yourself, am I weak or do I just not know how to be in a relationship? Dang, Dana. I'm here for this episode, though. A lot. <laughs> so, so let's get into the next one. Yeah, now that, like, I'm all hot talking about it, I feel very passionate about that. Like, <laughs> relax, sis. You would think I've been through some things. Listen, and I could, and the way you say, you say it with so much confidence and wisdom, like I'm here for it. Girl. (laughs) Yeah, that is so funny. I'm single, but I really did say all of that with my chest because. You did. And it's all true. Hello. Amen. Mm. All right. So the next one is actually self-love. Right. And again, I just go back to the things that we see on social media and Twitter and just in the media in general. I think we've been taught that self-love is skin care and going to the spa. That's a part of it. Right. But that's a small piece of self-love. So when I think about self-love, I think the biggest thing 
for it to be radical and authentic is to choose yourself. And I think it can be hard to choose yourself, especially if you're a natural caretaker. I, we know how to put other people first. It comes easy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I love loving on the people that I love. I love caring for the people that I care about. I enjoy it. So it can be hard. Well, <laughs> let me stop capping. For me, it ain't that hard. Okay. Because <laughs> little baby knows how to choose herself. But yeah. I want to help other women and men as well to be able to choose yourself and be confident, stand confident in that and know that it's okay. And you know what a lot of that goes back to? True self-love. Mm, tell us more. Come on. Actually loving yourself. Yeah. Because not every person, there are people who are just able to, you know, like just put people first and just love like um, endlessly and have no prop, don't have any problems. But there are people that put other people first because they don't feel like they're worthy enough mm. to put themselves first. Wow. I got to sit back on that one. Yes. So they see how everyone else is worth it, how everyone else deserves X, Y, and Z, how everyone else needs this from them and that from them. And they put, and they just kind of clutter everything in front of them to where they feel like, okay, I'm giving so much love Ooh. and don't even think about themselves or how they deserve the love. They feel like, you know what, I, I should be giving this to everybody else. Right. Like they're not even thinking about themselves because they right. feel like they don't deserve it. Ooh, child. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. a word. I feel like that needed a moment of silence. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, what I'm hearing is self-love is definitely an act, right? It is that, that spa date. It is that uh, face mask. But from what you just said, self-love is a journey. It's a it's journey. It's learning your value. It's learning your worth. It's being consistent and choosing yourself and being okay so that you're able to love well. Because if you're loving people out of emptiness, is it authentic? Yes. And let me go to that point you just said, and it's about being okay. Mm -hmm. Okay with your insecurities. Mm -hmm. Okay with your shortcomings. Okay Preach. with your downfalls, right? Yeah. Being okay with them, but still learning to forgive yourself learning to grow, learning to be happy with what you have, what you don't have, yep. the things that you may wish, like, for example, like the way you look, the way you've, all mm -hmm. of those things, it goes mm -hmm. back to all that self-love. I feel like, like you said, it's portrayed as that $150 spa appointment, right. but it takes years. And there's yeah. so many different layers of self-love that like, sure. Wow. Man, girl. Mm. This is therapeutic. Hello. <laughs> Very, like, I'm overwhelmed. Wow. I, t I listen, third time saying it, I know this is going to be a great episode. I knew it. <laughs> that is so funny. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And when I think of ways, because we just said, well, it's a journey. It's consistently, like, going through every layer and some people I don't know if you ever arrive right because I feel like you love yourself today how you are but then five years from now you're a whole different person you think differently you see the world differently so you have to learn to love that Dana you know what I'm saying so it is like I don't know if we've if we will ever arrive but that's part of the process that's a part of the process and it's worth it I think I think so too yeah I think there is contentment Mm -hmm. loving yourself true mm -hmm. happiness mm -hmm. because you can have everything 
of course we all know this you can have like everything under the sun like people can like envy you and this this and that but if you don't love yourself like is it all even worth it I tell people that all the time if I hear someone complaining about something like you'll hear so I don't know if you've ever witnessed someone being like oh my gosh I look so fat nothing I put on looks good right other people's response around them is to be like, no, girl, you look so good. Like, you're killing that dress. Like, everything, you know what I mean? They try to, like, pile on compliments. And I will always be the one to be like, it doesn't matter how many ways you say it. It doesn't matter how many times you say it. If she does not believe it, if I don't believe it, it does not stick with me. If I feel uncomfortable, if I feel like I don't look right, it doesn't matter what you tell me. That is so funny you say that because me and Brandon for any of you guys who don't know who's my husband mm-hmm. we say the same thing that was something that we had to come to both of us discussing and coming to an understanding because he would again shower me with compliments say yeah. x y and z this this and that and if I don't feel it it's like okay yeah thank Thanks. you you're saying this are you saying this because you're my man I don't yeah. know right <laughs> <laughs> you say you mean it but if I don't feel it it's just all yeah. like literally just bouncing off of me like yeah oh thanks yeah bring it off to the side so I can just criticize myself anyway exactly 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 so if someone tells me they're not and I will do it for myself like if I'm having a bad hair day and someone's like, no, it doesn't look that bad. I'm like, girl, it don't matter. I feel like it looks bad. You know what I'm saying? And I'll do it for other people too. I'm like, we don't need to pile them on with compliments because they're not hearing us. We're not filling them back up. You could fill someone who doesn't have holes, who's not broken. If they don't have the capacity to hold it, you, you're wasting all of that. And not to be mean about it, but it's to be honest, to keep it real. Yeah. So some good freaking stuff man let me go to the next one (laughs) because well before we go to the next one before we go to the next one I think some ways where some tips we can give people who are still on the journey we're all on that journey to be honest so I want to say don't feel bad if you're like dang I don't see my value I don't see my self-worth like I'm sure at some point in my life I was there too you know what I'm saying um so (laughs) Why are you smiling like that? You are so Dana. You're like, I'm sure. Like, barely, I could barely remember it. Very vague. It could have happened. I just I'm not saying it like, did it. Right. <laughs> I want you to feel like I can relate, but girl, I love myself anyway. <laughs> I do have real insecurities. So like you said, it's a journey of learning to love yourself. And what I was trying to say is no matter where you are on the journey, just be patient with yourself. And I wanted to give some tips on how you can choose yourself in order for you to be able to accept and receive radical and authentic love, but also give it back out. And a few things that I came up with is discipline is a very big one. You have to be disciplined in choosing yourself. So that means get up and go to the gym, put down that drink, put down the drugs, you know, that toxic person that you blocked, don't unblock them. Be disciplined, choose yourself, like it's okay. And also be consistent. You can't be disciplined for a week and then expect to undo all the negative behaviors that you've been doing for the past 20 years. It takes time. Um, I also would say going to therapy is a big one. You know, we're a big proponent of that here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then lastly, I would say being honest with yourself is a great way to choose yourself. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have to be honest with yourself. Like, 
get comfortable with looking at yourself naked in the mirror. Yeah. Get comfortable with, you know, I was mean to this person for no reason. Be honest with yourself so that you can correct the behaviors that are a problem. Because if you keep lying to yourself, you're going to remain cracked and broken and have all those holes. And then just keep, what is that saying? You broken people bleed on broken people or something like that, or hurt people mm-hmm. hurt people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't want to do that, y'all. We don't. <laughs> we really don't. And self-awareness is just, it's such an important thing. Yes. And <laughs> man, uh, I was going to keep going on, but I just, I'm so overwhelmed that I lost yeah. my friend thought. <laughs> <laughs> The more of the story is choose yourself and choose yourself by being disciplined, being consistent, being honest with yourself and go to therapy, right? And therapy doesn't always look like sitting in someone's office, pouring out your heart. There's different types of therapy. You could do journal therapy. There's art, there's music, whatever works for you. But that's part of being honest with yourself to know what works. And I think that's, again, going back to it's okay, Mm -hmm. knowing that it's okay. Yeah. And it's very difficult for some people. I feel like the concept of the concept of therapy to me is awesome because I'm speaking to someone who doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it's just so it's still Scary. like to, to them, that's what makes it even worse. Yeah. Is I'm telling my business to someone random. But it's like they're they're first of all, hopefully licensed if you're going down that <laughs> route in terms right. of like a therapist, right? And not doing like the journaling and things like that. Mm-hmm. But one, they're equipped with the knowledge to help you get to that place of happiness. And two, they don't know your, they don't know you. They don't know your business, anything. So they are literally like walking into this with like no, no biases, no, yep. bi- nothing. Yeah. yeah. You can feel comfortable sharing because like Michelle said, they're a professional. You're not their first patient. You're not their only patient. You're not their first client. You're not their only client. They have a family. They have a real life. They're dealing with stuff too. They're simply there to listen, to help guide you and give you the tools needed to find the answers. Most therapists are not going to write it out for you. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I was going to say when it comes to therapy, especially for people who are uncomfortable with the idea, at the start of this episode, we talked about stepping out of your comfort zone. We gave the analogy of being in bed when it's really cold, you're under your blanket, but choosing to get up, go in the cold, go to the gym to work out, and then getting there and being warmed again, right? Getting there and having what you need to be to achieve the results you want. So if you're uncomfortable with the idea of therapy, just remember you need to do something different to get different results. It may be hard to do it, but if you find the right person and you're honest with them and with yourself, it'll be worth it. So get out of your comfort zone and do what you need to do to get the help that you need. Wise words from Dana. (laughs) So the last thing um, in terms of like not settling in these areas that we're going to be talking about is pursuing your passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like for this one, you know, you're not settling when it is scary. Ooh, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. Yes. You can't drop the mic. We want the people <laughs> want more. Yes. So I feel like when it comes to pursuing your passion and your purpose, there's going to be a level of stepping out on faith that will have to happen in terms of doing so. That's just what I think. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like when it comes to your passion, your purpose is something that you love so much and something that's literally given from above 
that you will have to get out of that comfort zone to pursue it. There is a level and a level and a layer of faith that comes with pursuing your passion and your purpose. Your purpose can be revealed to you and you may not even be fully prepared for it. Yes. So you're going to have to step out. You're going to have to do certain things that take you out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to do things that you may not, that you would not have done naturally, but because you know you have that drive to pursue your purpose, you know you have that drive for your passion and you know something that you really want to do, that you will do what you have to do yep. to get to that place. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it's that because, and it could be as small as, let's say your passion is to create, I don't know, like purses or something like that, right? And that's your passion mm -hmm. is like, you really want to create purses. You want to help people feel beautiful and different things like that. But that may come with you having to quit your job. Yeah. That may come with you having to put up your life savings. That may come with you having to not make any money or anything off of it truly and solely because it is your passion and your purpose yeah so I feel like you that's one of the reasons or one of the ways you'll know that you're not settling mm -hmm. because it there's a little bit of you know discomfort right there is just that feeling of not knowing what can come out of it right. but you're so focused and so set on being able to pursue it and truly pursuing it and being happy in that place because you know that's something that is what you want to do or something that you're literally being told to do mm -hmm. that you're going to go out of your way and do it anyway. Yeah. What comes to mind for me is a lot of people have really big dreams and really good ideas that are tied to their purpose, their passion, what they're called to do. But I believe what holds a lot of people back is a lack of resources. They don't feel like they have everything they need in order to accomplish this crazy big dream that they have, this crazy big dream that was given to them. But what I feel like God has been teaching me recently is you don't need all the resources. You just need to know what, to, what the next step is and how to take the next step. You know, we're trying to make it to the top of the mountain, but it's like, baby, you haven't even taken your first step yet, but you, you don't have the character to survive when you make it to the top of the mountain. You haven't been training. You haven't been, you know what I'm saying? You haven't been working out. You don't have the stamina for it. Do the very first thing. If your dream is to make a purse, you know what I'm saying? How about you watch a YouTube video on how to make a purse? That might be important. Yeah. And you know what, too, mm -hmm. you know what, too, Dana, a lot of it is fear, too. Yep. Fear of the unknown. And because, yeah, you watch that YouTube video, right? You make the purse and now you're like in your mind, like, oh, my gosh, no one's going to buy it. No one's going to like this. This isn't this. This isn't that. Especially if you're a perfectionist. Whoa. That's like yeah. another level of like, listen, that passion and that purpose will be sitting in a closet waiting until you <laughs> feel like years. you have all of the money, you have all yeah. of the knowledge, you have all of the resources when literally all you have to do is just take that first step. And like yep. you said, just continue going up that journey yep. to reaching that ultimate point where God wants you to be. Yeah. But it's like, you're so stuck on just like trying to come off like everything is all together or trying to come off like, you know, everything and you don't. Yeah. Sometimes you literally like God tells you something to do and you just don't know how you're going to do it. Right. And like I said, it goes back to the girl. 
It goes back to having faith. No, I hear you. When I ask myself the question, am I settling? I definitely have taken steps of faith this year, recently in my life, but I would say currently I do feel like I'm settling in certain areas, specifically in going after my purpose and my passion. And what's funny is I know some of the things I need to do. It's laziness. It's being comfortable. Hello, stability. Right. It's fear. Like, what if I fail? Yeah, fear. Yep. (laughs) All of the things. All of the things. So I know for me, I always get really excited during the months of December and January because I just love that feeling of a fresh start, a new year. You never know what it's going to hold. You know, you have all, as we can see with 2020, (laughs) you have all these big dreams. So I know I'm really excited about 2021. I want to ask myself consistently, am I settling? Am I settling when it comes to my relationships? Am I settling when it comes to choosing myself? Am I settling when it comes to pursuing my purpose and my passion? And if I am, what is one thing I can do today? What is one thing I can do this week to change that, to get out of my comfort zone? So Michelle, if it's okay with you, I can want to transition right into revelations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would say my revelation is one, it's going to be okay. Feel free to ask for help. Everything will work out. You just have to have that faith. Check in with yourself. And if you're settling, figure out what are some ways that you can become unsettled, <laughs> okay, and go after what you're called to do and choose that authentic and radical love that when you make it to the end of your life, you can look back right? And say, I'm proud of myself. I did that thing that was scary. That looked impossible. I forgave that person that I didn't think I could do it, but it was worth it. Right. And I, I would also take a, take it a step further and challenge you guys to write it down. Yes. Write it down. Even if it's something that sounds super crazy, because while it may sound crazy in the beginning of 2021, it may reach July, August, September, and you reach that goal. You reach that thing that you wrote down. And you're like, whoa, that sounded so crazy to me Yes. at the end of 2020. And look at where I am now. Yeah. And for me, that transitions perfectly into my revelation because I just feel like you have to meet yourself where you are, but you also have to challenge yourself. Yes. In all of these areas. Yeah. Challenge yourself to, to say and accept the fact that maybe you are settling in a certain area. And taking kind of a piece from what you said, accepting it, being okay, like, you know, being okay, but figuring out how you can get yourself out of that. Yeah. And even if it does seem crazy. Yeah. Because you never know what's on the other side. I agree. I agree, Michelle. Our revelation is do not settle. (laughs) It will be okay, but settling is not okay. That should be a slogan. Hello. For somebody somewhere. So anyways, we just want to tell you all, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rants and Revelations. We hope that you really found it uplifting. We hope that we encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and choose that authentic and radical love. I want to read the quote one more time. In the book Enchanted Love, Marion Williamson said, many have said no. No, I do not choose a path of wild and radical and authentic love even though I know I'm dying without it.
when you choose to not pursue the thing that like lights you up, that thing that provides the radical and authentic love, you're choosing death. So we want to remind you all to choose yourself, choose Choose life, choose life, choose life. So again, thank you so much for listening to Rants and Revelations. Please follow us on Instagram, rantsandrevelations.tv. Let us know what is something that you're going to do to step out of your comfort zone and to become unsettled because we are rooting for you. We want to see you win and we know you can do it. So we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Rants and Revelations. Bye, guys.